So if you were making payments, for example, on an FFEL loan, that's Federal Family Education Loan, this is the type of loan that preceded the current direct loan program from the Department of Ed. You had FFEL loans. In the past, if you made payments on those very diligently for a decade, and you fulfilled all the other criteria of PSLF, but you did not have the right type of loan, even when you could have turned it into the right type of loan through a consolidation, then you would not qual- not only would you not qualify for PSLF, you're not any closer to the finish line, you've essentially wasted a decade of paying on loans that are no closer to forgiveness than when you started. Hey, it's Justin Harvey. Thanks for tuning in to the Anesthesia and Pain Management Success Podcast. With APM Success, we take a close look at important topics pertaining to business, practice management, personal finance, and careers for anesthesiologists and pain management physicians. We work hard to take your critical questions straight to the experts. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to episode 131 of APM Success. Today, I'm going to be tackling an update from Student Loan Land. President Biden has been eager to try to address as much as he possibly can student loan issues that we're having here in America. It's no surprise to most of the listeners of this audience that medical student loan debt has just continued to climb. It's near an all-time high. Even the averages that I see online are comprised of bimodal numbers, either in many cases People have their families who are able to pay for med school tuition or people graduate significantly indebted. So what I find is that in the real world, among people who have student loans, the the average numbers significantly understate what I actually see on people's balance sheets. As a result, student loans are a, a really big deal. And PSLF and understanding what PSLF is, that's public service loan forgiveness, and understanding the access that you may have to it has been never more important than it is now. And fortunately, it's never been more accessible than it is now. And PSLF has been a program that has been long, I guess, maligned or uh, it's an issue. You know, there's, there's been a lot of issues in the past about how student loans, student loan programs and the administration thereof have been handled by servicers, by the Department of Ed. And to a large extent, President Biden has tried to rectify some of this with recent changes that happened in October of 2021. So everything I'm going to discuss today as it relates to the revamping of the PSLF program, and by the way, most of the changes that I'm going to discuss today have to do specifically with PSLF. So anybody who has private loans or you know a family loan or something like that, this is not going to impact you as much. I want to talk about access to public service loan forgiveness and the way that it has evolved in the last few months. And in so doing, but before I dive into the nuts and bolts of it, quick disclaimer, please make sure and talk to a qualified financial advisor about this or a qualified student loan expert if you're thinking about making any changes to your student loan repayment plan. Now, fortunately, it's much tougher to step on a proverbial landmine now than it was four months ago. However, it's still really important that you have a good plan for your student loans and you understand your eligibility or lack thereof for PSLF. You understand what are the key factors to, to get forgiveness and the path forward for you? So in the past, in order to get PSLF, public service loan forgiveness, you had to have the right type of loans, which means federal direct loans. You had to work for the right type of employer, which is any nonprofit 501c3 or governmentally related entity. You had to be on a qualifying 
repayment plan, which is any income-driven plan, revised pay-as-you-earn, pay-as-you-earn, income-contingent repayment, income-based repayment, you had to work in a full-time capacity as defined by that employer. And number five, you had to make 120 total loan payments in while fulfilling each of the first four criteria. If you fulfill all five of these criteria, then you are promised the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, that is the forgiveness of all of your qualifying student loan debt. Now, the problem with this program that we've seen over the last handful of years is that many people have failed to fulfill one of those five criteria while not realizing it. As a result, they, for whatever reason, realized that they had less credit than they supposed, or they had no credit at all, and in fact, never qualified to begin with, which is obviously a very jarring, gut-wrenching experience. And this has been an area of legislative focus for quite some time. And, and now in the last handful of months, in addition to the forbearance that President Trump started back in March of 2020, President Biden is taking another swing here and trying to remove some of these barriers. And specifically, with regards to the right type of loan and the number, the number of qualifying payments on each type of loan, this is something that is being opened up. So if you were making payments, for example, on an FFEL loan, that's Federal Family Education Loan, this is the type of loan that preceded the current direct loan program from the Department of Ed. You had FFEL loans. In the past, if you made payments on those very diligently for a decade, and you fulfilled all the other criteria of PSLF, but you did not have the right type of loan, even when you could have turned it into the right type of loan through a consolidation, then you would not, not only would you not qualify for PSLF, you're not any closer to the finish line. You've essentially wasted a decade of paying on loans that are no closer to forgiveness than when you started. So one of the things that President Biden has done is to rectify this as it relates to these specific loans, as well as Perkins loans. So real quick, let me talk about what has not changed with the PSLF revision, what they're calling the, the PSLF waiver, and then what has changed. So up until October of 2022, of this coming year, this future October, student loan borrowers have an opportunity to recalibrate their student loans to perhaps capture credit that they are due, but which has been eliminated or missed for whatever reason. Things that have not changed are you still need to make 120 payments. You still need to have the right type of employment, which is nonprofit or government in most cases. You still need to work full time and you still need to have the right types of loans. But the good news is you can now get into the right types of loans. If you have those FFEL loans, if you have those Perkins loans or another type of federal loan that is what I'll call consolidatable into the right federal direct federal loan program, if you can get there, then you will receive credit for all of the payments you've made on those loans in the past. Historically, this has not been true. You essentially have to start from the very beginning. So that escape hatch has now taken the PSLF program, which in the past has been accessible, yes, but still restrictive and still kind of a narrow path. There's a lot of ways to go wrong, and it's now made it much easier to attain. What we've seen, what I've seen anecdotally and talking to other advisor friends and people in the medical <laughs> debt community is that many, many people have received, there's been a big surge in PSLF notifications, including some of my clients in the past even just a couple of weeks, this is happening right now in real time. And the expectation from many experts in the future, in the next couple months, is that this is going to continue to surge and that notice of PSLF 
receipt is going to be happening much more frequently. A lot of what I know about student loans, I want to give a quick shout out here to my friend and mentor in this area, Travis Hornsby. Travis is the founder of studentloanplanner.com. So if you have any specific questions or you want an individual analysis of your student loans, I cannot more highly commend any organization to you than studentloanplanner.com. I do not have a financial relationship with Student Loan Planner. I did consult with Student Loan Planner for a couple of years, during which time I did many, many hundreds of analyses for significantly indebted student loan borrowers, some of them up to almost a million dollars of individual debt, during which time I did become an expert learning from Travis and some other friends. And that would be a great place if somebody's listening out there and wants to get a, an individual analysis or understand what does this mean for you. There's a, a fee-for-service offering that they have there. So who does this help? Who do these changes help as part of the new Biden program? Number one, people who have been making payments on the wrong plan. If you have been on a standard plan or a graduated plan or one of the other payment plans in the past, thinking that you are making payments moving towards PSLF, but in reality, you haven't been because you weren't on an income-driven plan, you can get credit for those payments made with the PSLF waiver. If you made payment on the wrong types of loans in the past, you had not been able to get credit. Now you can capture credit for all of those payments. So anybody with a FFEL loan, with a Perkins loan, or with another type of consolidatable loan, you can capture that payment history. And actually the longest payment history that you have. So if you have like six different loans and one of them has a hundred payments and the other have 80 payments, my understanding based on the reading that I have of Department of Ed website, which I will link to in the show notes, is that the one with 100 payments is the one that is going to carry the day on the new consolidation loan. So now all of your loans are going to be up to speed with 100 100 payments, which is a really nice benefit for anyone consolidating. For other borrowers who missed payment timing, had late payments or whatever, or there was an issue with when your debit was happening, many of, much of that is going to be rectified as well. There's a specific use case where there's a, a real opportunity, and I actually had an email come to me this week from somebody who had seven years worth of PSLF payments, and they were instructed by one of the servicers who will remain nameless, but I can tell you, servicers have given just immense amounts of bad student loan advice over the years that have cost American student loan borrowers countless millions and millions and millions of dollars in forgiveness, forfeited. But this particular borrower is a surgeon in an academic center, was going for PSLF, was told by this servicer to consolidate their loans to quote unquote remain eligible for PSLF. When they did that, they had seven years worth of payments erased all in a moment back in 2018 or 2019. Now, under these new rules, they are able to recapture the credit for those payments through this PSLF waiver program. So if you accidentally erased or deleted through consolidation a bunch of PSLF history, you can now recapture that history through this new extension. Notably, this new opportunity only helps if you have qualifying employment. So this is a a rigid rule that is not being flexed upon. You still need to work for a nonprofit, so an academic medical center or the VA, it's important to understand who signs your paycheck. And there are some cases, especially in the world of anesthesiology, where there's maybe a private group that contracts with a nonprofit hospital, whether it's a community hospital or an academic center. 
In which case, if you're in a private group working in a 501c3, you will not qualify for PSLF because your employer is actually the private group and not the 501c3. There has been conversation in Washington about whether or not they're going to create a specific waiver for this unique circumstance. It hasn't happened, and I, I haven't heard anything that makes me think it's going to. But I will say anything is possible right now, so something to be aware of. A note on who this does not help. So it's great that PSLF is becoming more accessible. More and more people can capture credit for payments they've made. I think this is a really nice thing because, oh gosh, there have been so much, uh, there's been so much heartache, so much just deception on the part of servicers, just representatives straight up lying to people about what their options are. Not, not lying in malice, but lying in ignorance and in the process causing people, costing people immense amounts of money. And that can't be taken back in some cases. But here's the people that are not helped by this new legislation. The first is people with Parent PLUS loans. Parent PLUS loans are not loans that are going to qualify under the new rules. Uh, the second group that's not helped is people without qualifying employment. So if you've been working in private practice for the last handful of years, you haven't been accruing PSLF credit. And none of the changes that have been enacted in the last few months will impact you in this way. Now, you can still get back into PSLF land by working for a nonprofit, but you're only going to pick up where you left off in terms of your eligible employment history. So if you did four years worth of residency, now you've been in private practice for three years, you're still making payments on federal loans. If that is you, you can actually get back into a nonprofit role and pick up at the end of residency in terms of your PSLF timeline, and then you have six years to go. So that is theoretically possible. Another group that this doesn't help is someone with private loans. So if, for example, you're the surgeon that I mentioned before, and your servicer told you to consolidate your loan, so you did it, and then you realized in that moment, oh crap, I just deleted seven years worth of qualifying payments. Now I'm back at the first month. This is really annoying. I can't believe it. And so screw it. I'm just going to go ahead and refinance and go to SoFi and then start making payments. If that was you, and if you refinanced, then that is the crossing of the proverbial Rubicon in that moment. You can't undo the refinance. You can't get back into the federal system. And there's no way for you to access that payment history once those loans have been paid off. This is only going to be relevant for people who are still in the federal student loan system. And then finally, for people who have been in forbearance or deferment for years and years and years, whether or not they're direct loans or FFEL or Perkins, if you haven't been making any payments at all, then you can't capture credit for those payments. Now, there is an exception here if you've been on an income-driven repayment plan, but the resulting payment is a $0 payment as calculated by your income, then that does still count. But if you've been in forbearance or deferment, there's no way to capture that history. So here's the bottom line. Between now and October, revisit your loan circumstance. If you're not sure what's going on, because the rules are evolving in real time. If you have some older loans, some FFEL loans on the side that you've been treating a little differently than your direct loans, maybe a Perkins loan. I actually had a client ask me this week about an old Perkins loan. Under the new rules, we can now consolidate this in and capture credit for those Perkins loan payments. So we don't have to just pay off this little Perkins. We can actually roll it into the PSLF effort and have it forgiven. If you have specific questions, I highly recommend studentloanplanner.com to get an individual analysis or check out the Department of Ed website. I, I find their Q&A, their FAQ section, I should say, to be really helpful, really useful, a lot of good questions and detailed answers. And they, they do update this in real time. So studentaid.gov 
they'll lay out all of the you know detail of the new plan and give a number of examples for how they apply. So hopefully you found this helpful. The good news again is th this is much more accessible. PSLF is more and more turning into a program that people can reasonably access and it's more difficult for servicers to inadvertently derail you. However, it still does require you to pay attention and this is not an unlimited opportunity. It's only through October of this coming year. So you're going to enter repayment in May at the current time. That's when we're slated to enter repayment on federal student loans, May 1st. So may you enter repayment sometime between now and October, make sure you have a plan and hopefully you can get the forgiveness that if you're in a 501c3 or VA that you have been promised. So hope you find this useful. Hope everybody has a great week. If you liked what you heard this week, head on over to apmsuccess.com, where you can find more content and free resources to help you build a successful career in anesthesia and pain management. If you wanted to leave a review in iTunes, I'd also really appreciate it. Thanks for using some of your valuable time to join me today on APM Success.